pros do it right by relying on trusted brands because your reputation depends on it. Lowe's is here to help by having more of those brands in stock like DeWalt. So when you need a DeWalt tool fast, you know where to go and where to save. Because we stock the largest in-store selection of DeWalt power tools and accessories of any national retailer. And now you can save $100 on a DeWalt XR2 Tool 20-volt max brushless power tool combo kit featuring a drill and impact driver for just $289. Do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offer valid through 616 U.S. only. Roto-Grinders presents the Daily Fantasy Fix Podcast. Dan Bach talks to the biggest personalities in DFS, delivers commentary on the industry's most important topics, and gives you the advice you need to help build winning lineups. Both the salary and the matchup are just too good. If you are not playing him in your head-to-head games, you are just going to lose. You didn't really think we were going to get rid of that, did you? Here's your host, the one and only, Dan Bach. Hey everybody, what's up? Welcome, Dan Bach, Roto-Grinders Daily Fantasy Fix podcast for you on this Wednesday. Hope all is well in your world. This is a Daily Fantasy Basketball Fix for you. Again, if you're looking for MLB, head on over to the Morning Grind. Stevie and the Siege got you covered there, but people still grind in the NBA, want their uh, daily podcast. They're going to get it from me today. I will uh, certainly jump in and talk a little PGA as well because biggest tournament of the year happening tonight or tomorrow morning, I suppose it is, the Masters. So I'm going to give you some of the guys that uh, I'm looking to roster in my lineups over on, of course, Fantasy Draft. They are a great sponsor here of the show. Make sure you head on over there. They got a free tournament for Augusta going as well where um, basically uh, it's a no salary cap type game where you're just picking seven golfers and then of course they still have their PGA Tour card and a lot of other great stuff happening on Fantasy Draft. Love their format, love what they're doing and I hope you support them and give them a look here today for either baseball or for uh, DFS golf this weekend. Uh, All right, I'm going to jump into NBA tonight because that's what we need to address. It's a quick little six game slate uh, so we'll get through this Pretty painless, I think, tonight. So uh, let's get uh, let's get going. We're going to start at the point guard position. And again, a lot of news is going to dictate what we decide to do at this position. Uh, and at, what, 10 o'clock here this morning, it's tough to know exactly how that's, that's going to break. But um, what we do know is um, that, you know, first off, Terry Rozier did not play yesterday. That kind of came as a surprise. And we saw Boston very, very shorthanded in that matchup. Now, they get a road game versus Toronto. I wouldn't be surprised if Rozier ends up playing today. Maybe this is a situation they didn't want to play him on the back-to-back, and they figured we'd much rather have him in this uh, matchup versus Toronto. But we'll see on that. If he does play, I think he's intriguing still uh, tonight at 7,300 on FanDuel, 67 on DraftKings. 12-5 12-5 on Fantasy Draft, just because they're going to rely on him to take a ton of shots, as I talked about yesterday. If he doesn't play, I don't think Kadeem Allen is really the uh, the guy we want to go with. Uh, I really liked Jalen Brown yesterday, and uh, and he was looked like the best performer out of anybody, and a uh, pretty cheap price tag on him, so we'll get to him a little bit later. But if Rogier plays today, I think he is in play. Now, the team that has to win is New Orleans, and they get a date with Memphis tonight. And I'm really not interested in anybody on the Memphis side. Um, The problem you could have with New Orleans is just a blowout. But I think they're 
going to lay it on here. And we've got Rondo at 6,400 on DraftKings, 63 on FanDuel, and 12-7 on Fantasy Draft. Coming off a 30 fantasy point game last time out in 33 minutes. Uh, I think he's another guy that people are going to look at, and I don't have a problem potentially rostering today because despite all the 220 totals we had yesterday, we don't have those gaudy totals again today. But Rondo's a guy who should be getting run just based on the fact that they need to win this game. I think they're a better team with him. They know that. So look for him to potentially perform at a high level. Uh, we saw DJ Augustine yesterday probably uh, you know, not do as well as you would have hoped. Uh, it's tough to go with, with Orlando right now. They're in full-on tank mode, so probably going to avoid that situation. Um, last night, you know, they're playing Dallas. We had J.J. Barea, but he only played 20 minutes yesterday. So, again, these teams who are kind of in tank mode, it, it's tough to get too excited about any of the players there because they're playing so deep. And, uh, and well, you know, it's just the end of the season. So, you know, even Yogi Ferrell yesterday did not play a whole lot of minutes. So our, our options are limited. Now, one team that does have some minutes kind of lined up for their guys is Atlanta just because of the injuries. And we saw Isaiah Taylor play big minutes yesterday in a game against Miami, who they play tonight. So he went 7 for 14, 9 assists, 2 rebounds, 29 fan uh, or 29 DraftKings points and FanDuel points. Uh, and typically, if you're scoring 15 real life, I think you're going to do a little bit better than that. Steals and blocks were non-existent for him. He doesn't usually get a lot of those. Uh, zero free throws as well, but... Not the worst option potentially on the board today just because the volume of shots uh, appear to be there. And I think Deontay Murray is a interesting GPP play today. The minutes are not great, but this is a great matchup versus the Lakers. We saw Ricky Rubio go bonkers again yesterday against this team that's really banged up themselves. So a Murray and GPPs mainly on DraftKings. I think we can get him at 6K would be uh, would be a guy that I'd look to consider tonight. Um, again, Goran Dragic here against Atlanta. He's fine. Kyle Lowry. Uh, again, we don't have the studs that we had yesterday. So Lowry is going to be one of the better players we might have on this slate. Just um, certainly at that point guard position. So 7,900. He did not shoot the ball well at all against Cleveland yesterday. Back end of a back-to-back. The previous game against Boston wasn't great. I don't think people are going to go there in tournaments. That's usually the spot I want to go. But, like, you look at it, it's just really, really ugly at this position. Um, So, you know, where else do we really want to spend our money? I mean, Reggie Jackson, I guess, could be an option for us, but not a guy that uh, I'm particularly excited about. Uh, I guess we've got Dennis Smith ruled out for tonight's game. So that's interesting. So if he is out for tonight's game, then that could mean more for Berea and Yogi Ferrell. So keep that in mind. Um, I'm just kind of seeing that hit this morning. So that might open some things up against a pretty dreadful Orlando team. Again, when they're all healthy, um, it's tough to get excited about that. But if he's out, I think he's in play. But Rondo, definitely a guy I'm looking to play today. Um, and we've got to check the injuries at the rest of the positions. All right, shooting guard tonight. Again, I think you can go pretty heavy with most of these 
New Orleans players like Anthony Davis, I think, is a guy I'm probably going to jam into my lineup. I think there's going to be enough value to make it work. We saw Damian Lee go off yesterday after I kind of poo-pooed him. Uh, 19 shot attempts, uh, 3 steals, 4 assists, 9 rebounds for 39 fantasy points. He's at 48 on DraftKings, 49 on FanDuel, and 94 on Fantasy Draft. So he's probably going to be somewhat chalky because people, of course, uh, have the recency bias around him. And you're going to want to fit in Anthony Davis in your lineups today. So that's a path to doing that. So don't hate that. Contavious Caldwell-Pope. Again, no Lonzo Ball in that lineup. So more usage going around. And he had a nice game yesterday um, going for 40 fantasy points against Utah. Pretty tough matchup there. And the salary dropped on him a little bit. 54 on DraftKings, 58 on FanDuel, and 10-4 on Fantasy Draft. So a full thousand cheaper. Uh, I think he's one of the better options for us on this slate today. Uh, Keep your eye on Memphis. Again, I don't love playing these guys, uh, but you could make a case there for Ben McLemore. 29 minutes in that last game. I think there's some guys already ruled out for Memphis uh, today. So uh, at 3,300 on DraftKings, 38 on FanDuel. Uh, Again, you've got New Orleans does not play great defense. They should win this game handily, but they don't play great defense. So there's definitely a path for somebody on that Memphis team to do something, and uh, and he's a guy that I think we can look at a little bit today. Jalen Brown, love him today at 5,500 again. I mean, certainly much more if Rozier decides to sit. He played 36 minutes yesterday, took 15 shots, which is uh, one of his highest numbers in the last month. So definitely some of that usage went his way. So he is a core play if Rozier is out, and I don't think he's unplayable if Rozier is in today, especially at sub 6K. Uh, I think that's probably all I'm looking at. I don't really trust any of the Spurs today. You know, Danny Green, maybe uh, 4,800. FanDuel, 4,500, just because it's the Lakers. The minutes have been up for him here lately, 26, 29, 30 in consecutive games. But it is a back end of a back-to-back. You don't know how that's going to work out. So I don't think we have to do that. But pretty much... An important game here for the Spurs again as they're trying to make the playoffs. Super interesting Western Conference, as we talked about on yesterday's podcast. Uh, All right, over at Small Forward here. Again, yesterday we had the likes of LeBron, Giannis, Durant to choose from, and today, not so much. I think like Torian Prince is our most expensive option out there uh, at 66, 6,800. And, you know, he was awful yesterday against Miami, only played 10 minutes. I don't, I don't know what happened if he got hurt or what the situation was. I didn't watch that game too close, but, uh, it's going to be a very risky option. But after that game, clearly people aren't going to want to play him. Robert Covington, though, I think we can fire up in cash games today. We'll probably be pretty chalky. In pretty limited minutes yesterday, under 30, he gave you 38 fantasy points. And you love the thing about Covington that I love is that uh, he's willing, or not willing, but he usually is good in the steals and blocks department, and he was yesterday. Seven combined the day before, seven steals. And yeah, those are kind of outliers for sure. But um, it's not like he can't score. So he was at, what, 17 real-life points, 17, 18, 12. So Covington today, again, with Sarge likely still on the bench here, he's absolutely going to slide over and get some usage. Don't have an issue with him at all. Hizonia, we'll see if he draws the start again um, tonight. And he had 19 real-life points last night, 5,300. Fine matchup here versus uh, Dallas. 
Back end of the back-to-back doesn't really worry me, but he's a guy who played 35 minutes. They're playing for the future, so uh, I do like him. He's definitely going to be on my list today. Uh, Dylan Brooks, you know, advantageous matchup for sure. I just don't love him necessarily, uh, but we're going to have a short, we're going to be, you know, pretty shorthanded Memphis team here. He had that 47 fantasy point game against Portland, which is just a major outlier, um, you know, to get to that level, but he can be in the mid 20s into the low 30s. Price is up a little bit at 45, 46. You like the matchup, but I think some of those other names that I mentioned, I would prefer here today at small forward. Um, Jason Tatum, another guy, uh, of course, small forward, power forward, depending on where you're playing. 13, 16, 15, 18 shot attempts in the last four games. We like that. He does get to the free throw line. He can make threes, which gives him a little bit of a boost there on DraftKings. And kind of moderately priced, 6,100 on DK. Uh, probably my preferred target on him today because the three-point bonus. And um, definitely a guy this time of year. They're just leaning heavily on these guys with uh, all the injuries that they have on that team. So uh, definitely don't mind him. Okay, over on to small, uh, power forward here today. And this is the spot. I mean, uh, so many guys to potentially roster here that are good. And it starts with Anthony Davis and Ben Simmons. Simmons, again, got it done. Not really got it done yesterday. Uh, I think he actually had the snowflake on DraftKings, but he still gave you 40 fantasy points. Only played 25 minutes in that game against Brooklyn. Um, but in this game against Detroit, he should be just fine. But the price is over 10K on DraftKings. Uh, 17-4 on Fantasy Draft feels really fair on him. 97 on FanDuel. Uh, but a guy who should command a ton of usage. Same with Lamarcus Aldridge against the Lakers here. Uh, we saw it again last night. Just super safe. 57 fantasy points. He's probably like the safest guy on this slate. He's like 50 night in and night out. I talked about it yesterday. The one game he really didn't approach that. He got hurt halfway through and was at, what, 22 fantasy points at the time. So he was on his way to, you know, mid-40s at least. So 17-1 on Fantasy Draft, 93 on DraftKings, 91 on FanDuel. I think he's a safer play on DK than Simmons, who's a good bit more expensive than him. But we've got value at this position as well. And we didn't even talk about Anthony Davis. He should smash today. Um, But Ursan Ilyasova, you know, he is going to have more responsibility rebounding with Embiid out. And we've seen that 13 rebounds in the game yesterday in just 28 minutes, 32 fantasy points, 5,600 on DraftKings, 5K on FanDuel, 11-3 on Fantasy Draft, maybe a little bit steep over there. But definitely if you're playing FanDuel, a guy I think you have to consider. Um, Miritich looks really, really cheap at 4,300 on FanDuel. I don't know if I want to do it because he followed up that good game against Cleveland with a dog against OKC. I think he's tournament viable at 4,300 on DK today. Um, he's, I mean, they just, I mean, yes, guys like Ian Clark have been playing better. They still got Darius Miller. They got some other options. But I think Mirtich is a guy they need to get going. I think they were at their best, um, you know, a couple of weeks ago when this guy was, you know, really playing well coming off the bench. So, uh, at 4,300 on FanDuel, I think he's in my player pool for sure tonight. Uh, I can't really go Aaron Gordon. I played him on one DraftKings team last night, and what a dog play that was because the rest of that team was great, and he sucked. Uh, you know, 27 minutes, so he was down there, 3 of 15 shooting. 
and rebounding assists were not all that impressive. I think John Collins is a better option. We saw him really light it up again yesterday. 39 fantasy points, played 32 minutes, 10 rebounds, 19 real-life points. This is weird, one of those back-to-back kind of games uh, where he's going to go against the Heat. And yeah, I don't think it's that often you see guys come back with big game after big game. But Collins seems entrenched. They seem, you know, like they want to play him. And he's been getting it done at a fair price point. So, I mean, if you're playing DraftKings today, you know, these are the guys that, you know, you're playing. If you're playing on Fantasy Draft, you're loading up on the power forward spot. If you're playing FanDuel, you better get this right because there's a lot of lot of ways we can we can go at this position. The paydowns don't make a ton of sense just because all the great payups are at this position. So guys like Jarrell Martin are probably going to pass on here tonight. Um... The, you know, Marcus Morris, you know, against Toronto, uh, you know, maybe on FanDuel, he's 57. I feel like that's a fair price, 64 in DraftKings, and 12.5 on Fantasy Draft feels a little bit too much. Uh, all right, let's wrap it up at the center position, and, you know, I think we got to look to Whiteside again here tonight. Uh, we know Atlanta can't cover, cover that center position and in 27 minutes, he beasted 18 and 12. Played really big down the stretch, too. They were down like eight points with like two minutes to go. And Miami came back to win that game, which was important for them in, in terms of seeding in the playoffs. And Whiteside had some big rebounds, a big tip in late in that game. And he's been very vocal about like not, you know, why are they not playing me? They're paying me all this money. Why are we going small? And Atlanta's a team where... I think he nailed it. Like, let them match up with us. Why are we matching up with them? You know, I'm an elite big in this league. Let me do my work. And he did it last night, followed it up. And I don't see a reason why he can't do it again. And if he gets over 30 minutes, which he hasn't seen that in a while. So I don't know if we're going to see that tonight. But even in 27 minutes, he's only 6,600 on DraftKings. Like, that's chalk central. But it's chalk I'm going to eat probably tonight against Atlanta. Um, this is a road game for them. Probably going to be a little bit more prepared after the tough game they had against them yesterday, but he's fine on FanDuel as well at that price point. Drummond against Philadelphia. Uh, again, not really playing for anything, but you know Drummond's double-double machine has 50 fantasy point upside. 10-3 you know, on DraftKings, 10K on FanDuel. There's not a lot of places to spend, so I get it. You're talking price per dollar for me. I'd rather have some Hassan Whiteside in my lineups. Uh, Al Horford over at 7,100. Probably a little too pricey there. DraftKings 65, Fantasy Draft 12-2. Um, limited upside, but I don't mind him at that price point. I don't really see me playing Marcus Gasol here. He's really cheap on draft on FanDuel at 6,300. Um, but that team's just kind of like in full-on tank mode. Uh, if you knew he was going to get 34 minutes, I'd say at 6,900 we can play. I'm going to be pretty excited about it, but... I don't know if we're going to see that. He's only played 20, 23, and 21 over the last three games. So, uh, yeah, they're kind of being cautious there. And no real reason to, you know, go crazy with your best player when you're trying to tank. Um, And that's probably all I'm looking at at the center position. I mean, Booch is okay. I mean, center's feast against Dallas. Suppose we could go there. DraftKings, I don't mind the salary at 8,300. He's had a 43, 41, 50, 46 in four of his last five games. And even yesterday, 
in only 20 minutes versus the Knicks, he scored 32 fantasy points. So he was on his way to another 40-50 burger. Maybe Orlando is trying to look at themselves and be like, man, maybe we shouldn't win these games like we did yesterday versus the Knicks. Um, but if he gets run, he's just fine. Like He's just their best offensive player. So uh, I get it on DraftKings. Probably going to reserve that for tournaments. But if you're playing cash this time of year, good luck to you. All right, time to get to... Some golf, some Millie Maker, um, as uh, you know, DraftKings, of course, has their Millionaire Maker, um, and and I'm firing at it. it. It's not the most EV tournament out there, but not too often in DFS do you have a shot at potentially winning a million bucks. Now, you're going against 200,000 entries. Uh, you know, I've heard people compared to the lottery. I don't like that comparison at all because, you know, think of every single person who's going to roster Ian Woosnam or... Uh, is going to roster Sandy Lyle or some of these amateurs out there. Like those are those guys have like legitimately zero chance of winning the million dollars. So you can cut out a big chunk of this field in terms of you know, can I win? Can they win? Now obviously you're going to need a near perfect lineup especially if we get chalky plays out there. And the chalk as it appears right now is going to be guys like Justin Rose. Paul Casey look like they're going to be chalk. Bryson DeChambeau. And I, I tell you, every single time when we get to these monster contests like this, do not use all of your salary cap, especially especially if you're playing guys who are going to be 30% owned or 25% owned plus. Uh, now, if you've got a guy who we project at ownership at like 3%, uh, you're probably going to be all right if you zero out that lineup, especially... If you've got a couple of those guys who are like under 10 or 5%, if you zero out that lineup, you're probably going to be all right. Because the key here is you want to build unique rosters. Because if you've got an identical roster to any one person, let alone, you know, 30 or 40 or 150 other people out there, that really takes away from you know, the value of that entry because you know it's such a top-heavy prize pool and you know, you won't be winning a million dollars. You'll be sharing it with a bunch of other people if that lineup hits. So I really recommend people leave two, $300 on the table. Um, again, if you're going off the board on a really random pick that not a lot of people are going to have, you can leave 100 or even zero it out. But if you're running, you know, if you're looking at ownership projections and everybody that you have is like, 20% or higher or even 15% or higher higher, and it zeroes out, uh, that's not an optimal lineup to be building. So keep that in mind here for you today. Uh, my favorite player this week, and you know, I'm not going to pretend to be the best when it comes to DFS golf. I'm not. But I think that John Rahm is a guy who's being completely overlooked here. This is a guy who went uh, 10 under last year on the par fives. And if you don't feast on par fives at this course, you have no chance of winning. He is going to do that. Now, here's the kicker. He went 13 over on the par threes and par fours last season. And last year, he was a rookie. It was his first time playing the Masters. And we hear about it a ton where the first timers just have a tougher time on this course. He's still finishing like the top 30. Um, I think this year he top tens. I think he's got a legitimate shot at winning this tournament. And I like the fact that he is flying under the radar because this kid has huge talent. Now, no doubt, you know, he played terrible in that match play tournament the other day. Um, and his form might not be 
at its peak right now, but I do feel his distance on this course, because it's a bomber's track, is going to give him a huge edge, and he's going to have lots of looks at eagle, which that's what you want in your DraftKings scoring is getting those eagles and getting those birdies. And I think we're going to see a lot of that with John Rahm. So he's a guy that I think completely under the radar. I think he's my highest exposure looking at things right now. I'll give you my exposures here real quick. Um, I'm not done building, but I'll tell you, you know, where I'm at. And right now, let's see, John Rahm, I've got in 35% of my Millie Maker lineups. I'm probably going to be about 60 or so in this uh, in this tournament field. So uh, I've got him right now at 35%. So definitely will be above the uh, above the field on him. Uh, in terms of the like middle tier guys, I think Patrick Cantlay is a guy that I really like here. I think this course sets up for him. I think he's just super steady and the type of guy that should not be rattled by playing Augusta. He's just so mentally focused that uh, he's not a first timer, but you know, at twenty, uh, I got him at twenty six percent of my lineups right now. He is probably one of my favorite guys in that middle tier who I'm using a ton. Um, the other guys on the high end again, I think DJ's fine. I think he'll be under owned uh, because I think naturally the way this build works is you can have a hell of a lineup if you just keep everybody in that eight nine k range, and I think a lot of people will be doing that. Um, but I also think like a guy like DJ uh, has a chance to, you know, almost blow the field out if he gets that putter going. And he's had pretty good finishes here at Augusta. This guy was the big time favorite last season before he got hurt the night before. Now, obviously, there was, um, you know, different circumstances in terms of his play. He had won like three tournaments in a row. But this guy suddenly didn't lose the ability to play on the biggest stage. And uh, I think that going DJ, again, on a bomber's track makes all the sense in the world today. In terms of Tiger Woods, uh, I've just been reading everything from what's happening at Augusta, and it feels like his game is is primed and ready to go. Uh, right now, my Woods shares are sitting at, let's see, 28%. So I'm fairly high on him. I think that's... That's going to be above the field. I'll be surprised if he goes much more than 25% because for once, DraftKings really priced him up. He's like the third, I think, highest priced golfer that we have here in this tournament or at least in the top five. So uh, I think a lot of people will hesitate to press that button on him. But man, this season has been incredible in golf. The narratives have been incredible. And would there be anything more fitting than Tiger Woods on Sunday being in contention in the Masters. It just feels like it's kind of potentially set up for that. And everything I've seen, you know, I was leery on him as well, but the dude looks healthy. Uh, the dude looks competitive. And I think the dude wants to win this more than probably any tournament that he's ever played in. And that sounds weird, but I think it's true. And uh, I like Tiger Woods. I think he's got an absolute chance here today. Um, if you want a crapper, that I'm taking uh, a few shots on today. I think Dylan Fratelli is kind of interesting at 6,700. Another guy who's a first-timer, but the thing about him that I love is he's a birdie maker. Uh, last week in Houston, the guy had nine birdies and didn't make the cut. Like, that's usually when you make nine birdies, you're going to make the cut. Uh, didn't happen for him because of a, what, I think he had a 
couple of big numbers, like a triple bogey mixed in there in the first round, uh, five bogeys in round two. So, uh, you know, is he going to win? Probably not. Do you want to find people who can win? Sure. But how many guys can win under 7K? Not a lot. If you've got DJ winning, you're going to need to probably find some. If you think it's going to be like DJ Tiger or DJ Spieth, you need to find some sub 7K guys who can give you top 10 or top 10 would be ideal, but even top 15. And we're looking at ownership on Fratelli minuscule here. So I like the fact that he can bomb it. I like the fact that he's a birdie maker, which is great for DraftKings scoring. And uh, I think naturally everybody's going to go to DeChambeau, who I don't mind. I've got a lot of exposure to him as well. But you're also going to be eating a lot of chalk on DeChambeau. I've got DeChambeau at 23% right now. I can almost assure you I'm going to lower that exposure on him because the ownership naturally is going to drive people to him uh, in this tournament. Uh, Justin Rose is the chalk. Uh, if I was playing cash games, I'd probably just chalk it up and, and, and eat it. I think right now I'm probably under the field, but not by a lot. I got 21% as it stands right now on Justin Rose. Uh, the only other guy I've got over 30 is Hideki Matsuyama. Great finishes in this tournament. A guy from T to green who is just outstanding. Um, I'm a little nervous about the form. You know, Arnold Palmer Invitational finished 49th in that tournament. Obviously missed the cut at the Waste Management, but uh, track record uh, on this course means a heck of a lot, and he has been in contention. Uh, I might lessen that just a little bit. Might throw a few more shares on the guys like Tommy Fleetwood. Um, we will see. The guy most underweight on, probably Sergio Garcia. You know, I loved him last season. Uh, I think I called him to win this tournament. I don't know if I see it. I think there's a lot of distractions that's happening here for him coming into this tournament. His game is good for sure, no doubt about it. But man, you got to remember, Sergio had a lot of things kind of even break his way last year in the uh, in the majors. But four and T7, his last two tournaments, um, you can look at his last, what, last two rounds at the Valspar, 69-65. Excellent uh, showing there. But... Uh, I you got to take a stand somewhere. And for me, I think it's probably going to be Sergio Garcia uh, this week. Going back-to-back -back in the majors or back-to-back -back in the masters, incredibly difficult to do. Uh, all right, let me see if I can give you one more like lower dollar guy that you should uh, consider. Oh, you know, I didn't even talk about my highest owned guy in this tournament. And this is freaking scary. And I know I talk course history saying it matters. And then I tell you, I've got like 42% Henrik Stenson in my lineups. Uh, and you, know, you, you you drop your jaw and say like, shut up, DB. He has been awful at the Masters. I get it. But I love what I've seen from him here the last couple of weeks. It was pretty terrible out there at the Valspar, which was understandable. The guy hadn't played in a while, but followed it up with a fourth place finish at the Arnold Palmer and uh, Houston Open last last week, uh, four rounds in the 60s, a tied for sixth. Doesn't, you know, isn't a bomber per se, but is so good with his irons. And if that putter gets hot, we saw what can happen there in the British Open. Now, the thing that I, I can't, ignore with him is this price tag on DraftKings. You got 7,800 on Henrik Stenson where, you know, you top 10, you are golden at 7,800. And I feel like the odds of him top 10 are pretty darn good and certainly going to make the cut here um, 
I believe, at this salary. So uh, his form is great, and the course history doesn't match up. I get it, but they're suckering me in with the price. And uh, he really lets you build some impressive lineups if you want to go this route. Now, I'm curious to see where he ends up. Just a quick peek behind the uh, the paywall here, looking at Trey's ownership projections on DraftKings, and we've got Henrik Stenson at just 16%. I'll be surprised if he's not higher than that, um, just because he's such a big name. And, you know, you look at the guys around him, Tyrrell Hatton, uh, Patrick Reed, who I don't hate. Um, you know, we've got no Brooks Kepka, you know, Kuchar's there. I think Stenson's going to be over 20% because he looks so cheap. And he was like way expensive, I believe, in this tournament a year ago. So I like him. Uh, I think he's got top 10. I love the form on him. Um, so there you have it. Real quick, uh, the update in terms of who's playing with Tiger because that's something to always monitor. I'm a little less worried about it with the Masters because they cap the number of people who can go to this tournament. It's not like the Phoenix Open or the Honda Classic where they're like, okay, we're going to get as many people in here as we freaking can. And then it's a complete and utter circus around Tiger. But it's Mark Leishman and Tommy Fleetwood. And again, feels like a narrative here. Uh, I don't have the numbers to back this up, but I watch golf every single week. And I don't think people who play with Tiger those first couple of rounds have done particularly great so far this season. I might be wrong about that one, but even like Justin Thomas, I think when he played alongside Tiger, didn't play great in those rounds. Um, ended up winning a couple tournaments when it was all said and done, but I think uh, to be a little bit leery of Leishman, Fleetwood I want to love, and if you're playing the draft app, he is really low-ranked uh, over there. Um, but, man, it's a it's always a nightmare when you're playing with the uh, circus that comes with Tiger Woods. But maybe we can discount that a little bit with it being the Masters. I feel like, you know, there's no cell phones allowed on the property, I believe. And, uh, and there's just a, uh, a greater, you know, respect as fans, uh, patrons, as they call them out there, that it might not be nearly as bad. But uh, there you go. You got some golf talk. You got some NBA and uh, good luck. Win some money over on Fantasy Draft this weekend. You win a million bucks and you decide to take John Rahm in that lineup, uh, send me a six-pack of beer. We'll call it even. Uh, but uh, I am out of here. Thanks so much for being a part of what we do at Roto-Grinders. If you haven't checked it out, we got a new videos page for you. It's basically our old Grinders Live page, except now we're adding all the kind of standalone videos like the six-pack, the Fantasy Foursome, the uh, Sherpa show and all of our premium videos, you know, it's popping now, but it's really going to pop when we get to like NFL season where we've got a gazillion shows all week long and it's hard to kind of follow them. Uh, but take advantage of that. It's organizing all of our content that much easier for you guys to consume. Uh, really proud of the dev team to be able to put that together. It took a while. Like you're like, Oh, how long does it take to make a pay? It takes a while. It takes way more than you would expect. But, uh, Good job by them, and I'm really happy with the uh, with the final product. If you got any feedback, you can always send it our way. But uh, I'm out of here. Thanks so much for being a part of what we do at Roto Grinders and this podcast. Leave us a five star review over on iTunes. That would be terrific. And as always, any feedback you have, find me on Twitter at Dan underscore Bach, uh, or a comment section, a private message here on Roto Grinders. I'll get to it eventually, of course. But uh, thanks again. Good luck, and we'll chat with you again tomorrow here on the Daily Fantasy Fix. See you, everybody. 
Lowe's knows you'll do it right to find the right gifts for dad this Father's Day. We do it right, too, with deals that'll make dad as proud as his perfectly seared steak and his perfectly manicured lawn. Now get a Charbroil 4-Burner Advantage Series gas grill for just $169 and pick up your choice of Craftsman gas or electric string trimmer for only $99 each. Make this Father's Day his best one yet. And do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Charbroil offer valid through 612. Craftsman offer valid through 619 U.S. only. Pros do it right by relying on trusted brands to get the job done. Lowe's is here to help with more of those brands in stock like DeWalt and Little Giant. We stock the largest in-store selection of DeWalt power tools and accessories of any national retailer. Now save $60 on a two-pack of DeWalt 20-volt max batteries, now just $99. Plus, we now offer the Little Giant King Combo Ladder, the world's first step, extension, and leaning ladder, giving you the flexibility to do just about any job for only $159. Do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offer valid through 616, U.S. only.